Hi Colin. Um I applied for a, a minister's job for you. Yes, I know. No. No, I applied for a job. Oh, fuck off, a what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'll get a call back. I put me doing as a reference in the Pope, so um Where's the job based? Somerset, so you'll need to come and get down there somehow. <laughs> um, I, I still see the emails coming through and I'm just deleting them out of spite you. I delete and unsubscribe. Gone. Out that inbox. Because it's the bane of my life, that fucking inbox. Mate, they just go in and they go into the... They don't even go to the main inbox. So you shouldn't get that notification. But I do, because I've got that account set up on my phone and on my, my MacBook. Hey, but oh, there's a way to, there's got, there's a way to set it up where... You only get a notification if something arrives in your primary inbox. Yeah, but I, you won't get you won't get a notification, but you'll still get numbers. You get numbers shown on your app. I don't. I think I will. I don't like it. So, um, I don't have you noticed the, it, the, the player four five six that other wonderful podcast we do. People have, are now the hackers have targeted that now in terms no, of no, the online haven't. form. It's just have we're, we're just getting online forms and scammers trying to scam us and all right. I don't have that. All I sorts of stuff off. going on with that. Yeah, I took that off the Gmail. Yeah, I just yeah, I just got rid of it. To be honest, it's all going yeah. down for player four five six. So um, it's boiling. There's another thing. Right in the yeah, we're recording this on Thursday night at twenty three fourteen, uh, quarter past eleven. If you speak normally like me, and um, it is still absolutely roasting, and. It's, it's not particularly pleasant. Yeah, I've been working down the stairs in my sunroom, which I thought would be nice for the winter, eh, for the summer, sorry, but being surrounded by glass hasn't been that nice recently. It's quite hot in there during the day. It will be like, it's so hot in my house, I went and bought an air conditioning unit for B&Q, like just a sort of standalone one, a four litre one, 70 quid. And I went to B&Q and like, it's pathetic. I went into B&Q, right, and like, you want know, to get out, kind of... Binko's massive, right? It's fucking huge, man. There's so much stuff in it. But I was too, like, too proud of a man to ask, where, where's your fans? Because mm-hmm. I feel like, as a guy, I should be able to walk into B&Q and just walk and just figure it out where it is. Um, but you're I ended not, up... Or, you're I, not that exactly, guy. You should I'm not that, that guy. But it's just pathetic that I thought, oh, I can't, can't even ask anybody. And the way I walked in, I walked all the way in, and it was... If I would have went in and went in a straight line, but I went in and turned right and ended up all the way down at Garden Centre. <laughs> I must have been in for about 15 minutes before I stumbled across these fans, but I could have just asked. But aye, um, that's just a bit of insight into um, a pretty pathetic life. Speaking about pathetic lives, um, I'm potentially going to play a part in making somebody's worse next week, Jack, because I'm down to the jury duty. Um, next week I got the letter through and um, potentially next week I'll find out tomorrow if I'm needed or not but um, I might be responsible for deciding some poor person's fate You've been in jury duty before? I have, I've done it twice before Um, once uh, we found somebody guilty and the second time we found somebody who was guilty unproven and they got away with it even though he was guilty as fuck Right, okay by the way, I'm just looking at the, the levels at the bottom of this recording. I hope that my voice isn't dead quiet. Can you see what I'm talking about? I can see what you're talking about, but we'll deal with that later. If it's, we'll if deal with it's that quiet, later. we'll turn it up. That's right, just turn it up. But hopefully it's not. I'm what? actually playing a bit with my mic. Actually, now, let's, let's be professional podcast. We will amplify it, Jack. Yes, it will amp it up. 
because it does look like I'm not making any noise. But right, uh, that was that was boring as fuck. Sorry. Today we're just doing no real structure to this. Um, I just I was sitting on YouTube the other day and again just downloaded some clips that I thought were reasonably interesting. Um, and we're going to start with Tom Hanks now. Everybody knows what you think about Tom Hanks. But have you heard the thing that people think he's a pedo? No, I didn't know that until you until you shared this uh, document with me for today's show. Um, so let me just uh, bring up what you've said about him. So um, much. QAnon that, think he's a pedo. Yeah, that, that QAnon group. Remind me who they are again. Um, I, right, I don't actually know. They're like, I know they are uh, bonkers. But I think Leon Balogun was one. America, uh, so it's American political conspiracy theory and political movement originated originated in American far right in 2017, basically. Um, centers on false claims made by no anonymous individuals or individuals known as Q. Those claims are relayed, developed and supplemented by numerous communities and influencers. So basically somebody makes up something, a rumour like this rumour that Tom Hanks is a paedophile and they spread it. And the only reason this popped into my head was because Josh um, came in there, for yeah. those of you who don't know, Josh, my stepboy, and he said, do you hear about Tom Hanks being a pedo? And I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> I, like, I don't think that's true for a start. I, so I don't know where he gets his news from or whatever, or if he just sort of believes anything that he's told. But uh, it was him that said he's a pedo, and I, I typed it in, and that was the first thing that came up, was it, it was QAnon sort of started this rumour. The the sad thing about, like, so jo- what was Josh, 20, 21? 24, 23, 24? 23. He's a bit older. One of, the, one of the places where a lot of young guys now are finding out their news and getting their kind of, their minds moulded is like people like Andrew Tate and people like this, Jack. Have you heard of Andrew Tate? Uh, no. So right, Andrew Tate is this guy who, he was on Big Brother years ago and he got kicked out for beating up a woman, right? Right, okay. And he's built this online persona for himself as a world champion kickboxer, as a guy that fucking runs guns. He lives in he lives in Romania and he runs basically a pyramid scheme which makes him sixty million pounds a year. Right. Okay. People pay fifty pounds a month to join his Discord and to learn how to be a pyramid scheme, basically, right? But he's he just releases these videos of himself just talking shit, saying awful stuff about women. And things that are crazy, and this, the amount of young guys that are looking up to this guy because he drives a Bugatti, and he's he's rich and stuff like that. It's quite horrific, actually. Right. Okay. So, like I said, I don't know. It was just him brought it up the other day, and I thought I, I'll, I'll check that out where he's got that from. Yeah, and he's obviously it's obviously been spread from this QAnon group, or obviously, for me, full of maniacs, you know. So, um, that seems to have spread pretty rapidly. Um, to even. In, Boys in Glasgow, I think it's a pedo. So <laughs> it I can shows see it. you how easy it is to fucking spread well fake news, I suppose. So because Tom Hanks, he might play Tom Hanks in every movie that you think, Colin, but he's, he's kind of known as one of the sort of nice guys, you know. And okay, the, these people have uh, publicists and stuff like that that will carefully curate an image, but um, he seems to be one of the, the nicer guys. Made about four hundred million dollars. He's made a lot of money playing Tom Hanks in the same in every film. Has, yeah. Playing Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, he has. He's done what he's done all right out of that. He's, he, fam- he, fam- he Famously, he was the first famous person to get COVID. 
uh, him and his family, or like they were like trendsetters with the old COVID from the, in the celebrity world. Right. Okay. They that... got it really early over in Australia, I think it was. Right. That kind of rings um, a bell. Yeah. I know you've got a clip here called "Angry Tom Hanks." Is this the one where the the paparazzi knock his wife over or something? Uh, indeed, uh, it's exactly yeah. that's the exact clip, man. It's the I only clip I can find of him being a dickhead. It's really difficult to find Tom Hanks <laughs> being a dickhead, man. So, yeah. um, I you set that up and like I'll basically the paparazzi are following him because him and his wife are well, he's famous. I think his wife might be quite famous as well. I'm not sure, but the paparazzi are chasing him, um, and he just loses his cool because one of the paparazzi bumps into his wife, basically. So. Let's hear him yeah, you, yeah, he would lose your kill because remember his wife's only seven years old. Hold on, we'll play the clip. How you doing? Be careful, Tom. Watch out, move. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop it! What are you doing? What are y'all doing? Knock it over my wife. Yeah, they're bugging. Sorry, Tom, sorry about that. Come on, man. Come on, man. Sorry about that, Tom. Tom, sorry about that, Tom. What are they doing? What are they doing out here? Someone push me. Um, so, listen, I get the anger in that one. I've seen that clip before. And, listen, I see a lot of this stuff with Kanye videos. See this Los Angeles TMZ style paparazzi photographers, oh. people that run around the airports, chase these guys down the streets. They are fucking scumbags, mate. Absolute scumbags. And um, I'm not surprised he snapped back at them. Um, they, they did like almost knock his wife off her feet. Um, I've seen some of the shit they do to Kanye. I've seen some of the shit that Bieber's had off them over the years and stuff as well. It's They're, they're just absolute dickheads. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are, and that, that says that's the only time I can find Tom Hanks being an absolute dickhead. I think it's related to Abe Lincoln somehow. Um, this is where I think we spoke about this before when they start saying things like he's a third cousin four times removed. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. Like, so a third cousin is like your cousin's 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 children or something, isn't it? Right. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because I've got a second cousin who is my cousin's daughter. So my third cousin would be my cousin's children's child, I think. Right, um, okay. So it's a bit of a weird thing because I, I had like, I had cousins that when I was like 12, 14, they were like 40. Um, so I was closer to age to their children, which I had this kind of odd thing with a second cousin sort of thing. But I don't know right. what twice removed means. That's... Or four times removed, I'm not sure. Nah, I don't know. Um, it was all the way back to a couple hundred years ago anyway. And he's also um, a relative of Mr Rogers, who I think he played. Did he play him in a movie? He did. He played yeah. him in um, A Wonderful Day in the Neighbourhood. Um, Fred Rogers, he's kind of like... There's not really a British equivalent of him. He's the American, basically, kids TV host, wholesome family entertainer. Has done like all the children's programmes for years. Nobody's ever found a bad thing about him. He's completely golden, basically. Right. Okay. Um, I don't think there is a British equivalent. No Edmonds, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that he was related to him. I know he played him, obviously. I didn't know that he was related to him. Um, he wasn't always an actor, mate. He uh, worked as a hotel bellman. 
right. and he was also a peanut vendor. See, I always think peanut vendors are would only work like at weekends at like a sports event, basically. Those guys that throw sell peanuts, basically. <laughs> like you, you don't work as a peanut vendor just during the day, do you? <laughs> so I've um I've I've listened to a podcast actually about these guys. Right. Um. I see. Between you and me, I think we've listened to podcasts about everything in the fucking world. Um, uh, near enough. Yeah. It was a This American Life uh, episode, and they were looking at people's jobs, and it was all about people that work at the ballpark. Okay. And um, so baseball is a bit different because baseball, the teams can play four or five times a week. Um. So they they do work a lot, but basically what happens is everybody that works comes to the ballpark, and you get assigned based on your arrival. And based on your sales the last time you were there, what job you're doing that night. So if you had a really good shift as the peanut vendor, you might then be you're on hot dogs tonight because you make more money selling hot dogs and you make on peanuts. But it's all about your sales and your figures and what you've done and stuff. It's all very calculated and they're all very much in competition with each other and stuff like that and fighting for the best pitch, the best area of the stadium and all that sort of stuff. It's quite interesting. It's an old this is American Life. Could be right. any episode, I don't know, but it's, it's actually quite cool. Yeah, I think as well, you know how you see the hot dog vendors at the cart? Uh-huh, on the street. Like, yeah, on the street. I'm sure that for a licence to do that in New York, it's like 50 grand for the year. Yeah, it's similar to the medallions you need for the yellow taxis. There, You basically need to buy into it, and people, people basically buy up. Like, the way they buy up the, the taxi medallions, they, they buy up the the vending tokens and keep them as investment things sort of thing and sell them on to people. And then some people just buy them and hire them out so that they're just continually making money off it sort of thing. Right. Um, because those those like hot dogs in New York are like $20 or something like that. They're not cheap. Uh, well, I suppose uh, that, but well, obviously you're making some amount of money if you can afford to pay 50 grand for a license for the year. So no, it's, exactly. it's, it's all very interesting stuff, man. Yeah. Like, Obviously, Forrest Gump is one of his big ones, and I think he actually helped fund it because I don't think the studio were quite like behind it per se. But because of that funding, he obviously I don't know if he's one of the first actors to do, but he said that like, I want a share of the profits of the film, basically. And I think it's his highest. Um, that's the film he's made most money from. I think sixty-five million of his four hundred million has been made just from Forrest Gump, basically, because he took. I think it made like eight hundred million or whatever, and he wanted. Five percent or whatever it was, I don't know. So, um, see what it's yeah. like. You know, you know, I don't like him, but that is the crack cracking film. It's one. It's probably my favourite Tom Hanks film. It's very, very good. Um, there's there's Forrest Gump themed restaurants around the world called Bubba Gumps. Um, they're kind of like fish and steak based restaurants, and mm-hmm. when you're at your table taking your order, they come round and do the they do like a quiz based on move, questions from the movie and stuff with you. Right. And it's sounds fucking kind of, sounds like a horrendous experience when you just want some <laughs> shrimp or steak or something and getting fucking it's pretty cool. at the, the table. The, yeah, the one I've been to is the City Walk one in Orlando at Universal Studios. So you're kinda if you're at Universal Studios and you're at City Walk, you're in the kind of mood for that sort of thing anyway. It's it's the right place to have it, sort of thing. Mm. Um but the food's amazing. It's good. Yeah, collects typewriters. Fucking boring bastard. Yeah. Typewriters. That, it kinda doesn't surprise me that he, he collects typewriters. He's got an asteroid named after him, Tom Hanks, and your least favourite day of the year is in April, Colin, where the world supposedly celebrates International Tom Hanks Day. doesn't give oh, you a specific off. day, <laughs> like it's just April. It's um, the day in April. Fuck off, Tom Hanks. Who who are you to have a day? Yeah, that's it, that's it. 
the next thing I was I would like to say is I was on online and I was looking at like interviews gone wrong basically. Oh right, because, yeah. Because I'd watched a, a Ben, like I was watching some garbage on Channel Five, like you know when TV goes wrong, it's const- mm-hmm. constantly on. But there was when TV interviews goes wrong. It was a Ben Kingsley interview. Oh right, the girl, yeah. The girl turns up and she's quite bubbly and stuff like that, and he's just not in the mood for it, and he's insinuating that she's she's been taking drugs and stuff like that. So I decided to look at interviews, and this was my favourite one, um, Jesse Essenberg, who's the least surprising thing about him is he's a vegetarian. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg? Is this Jesse Eisenberg, the actor? Yes, he was. Yeah. The, he was uh, in the Facebook network. Yeah, he was yeah. in the Facebook thing. Yeah. Um, he played him there. So, yeah, he this interview's from him. Um, he's speaking to just a press junket, you know, a couple of minutes. But again, he's not particularly... <laughs> um, he doesn't come, come across particularly well in this interview. I think he comes across like a bit of a wank, but let's listen to it. I don't think it's that long, the clip, but um, okay. let's see what you think of his patter. I heard that you have a, like a snap card trick that you learned or something. Sure, yeah. Um, you brought a card? Got a lot of cards. Um, do you know the um, comedian Carrot Top? Yes, horrible. Well, um, you were like the uh, Carrot Top of interviewers. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's a good thing. It's I'm going to go thing. cry now. No, don't cry now. Cry after the interview's over, because um, otherwise I'll look like it was res- I'm responsible for it. Okay, so... Um, well, you are. Well, I don't want to know that, though. Okay, okay well, so you know now. I said your name into camera. What else do you want from me? A magic trick. Okay. All right, so we so can wrap this up. Hey, you're on my time. Can I just have you say my name into the camera? Just the word Romina? Well, my name, not a word. And what's going to happen to it? We'll skip it. I'll do the thing. We'll skip it. But I just wanted to know, like, like what to give it. Like if we just broke up. I probably wouldn't say anything then. You're trying to find me in a crowded place. <laughs> oh, okay. Romina. That's it? I would never yeah. hear you. The thing is, I actually didn't want to find you. I was actually hoping to stay alone. <laughs> right, okay. Um, I think he's failing miserably at being funny there, or being a bit edgy. Do you think um, it's like, uh, you mind Zach Galifianakis used to do it in between two films? Yes. Uh-huh. Or between two films. Obama and stuff called. like that. Yeah. And he would it, absolutely rip the piss out of him. I don't know if this is kind of set up. Like, Radio 1 do that thing as well, where like people are mean to each other or something to get celebrities in. It might be that, but I'm not 100% sure because the YouTube clip didn't line it up like that as if it was, well, oh, look how funny this is or whatever. It was like, yeah. look how much of a dick this guy's been in this interview. And you can she tell sounds, it's been cutting parts. Yeah. She, she sounds like she's got a bit of personality to it as well. She reminds me of that Amelia that does the chicken shop dating, which I'm 99.99% you've never even heard of. No, no, 100%. <laughs> no, you're right, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing on YouTube where she interviews people um, by going on a date with them to a chicken shop, basically. Um, it's it's where the, she she interviewed Louis Ferru recently on that show, and that was how his whole... Um, that was how his whole rap thing came back into the public view and all that, because talking about it on there and stuff. Uh, Amelia Dimmenblosberg or something like that, but she's quite cheeky, quite arrogant, and I can I got that sort of vibe from that. It was almost like a mock interview set. I think that was the kind of vibe I got. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's just he's trying to be a bit cool and a bit edgy, maybe, and he, he's just failing because he's a fucking geek. Well, that's the thing. He, he probably sees himself as like a, a an artist or artisan because he he's written stage plays and stuff like that. So he's like one of these guys that will go to the. Um, is it the boardwalk? Is that the big place in America? For uh, to go on stage, Broadway. You mean? Broadway, aye, yeah, Broadway. So 
I think it's on a couple of stage plays there. Um, his mum was a clown, like literally. That's what that's he's taken after her then. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this next thing um, that I've got here, I don't know who he's talking about. I've, I've, <laughs> I've left out. So who's Jesse talking about here? I have a great affection for the character. I understand that there are a variety of reactions to the character because he does some things that are hurtful to our characters. But from my point of view, everything he does is justified. He's talking about Zuckerberg. He's talking about Zuckerberg. Yeah, I I was like, who the fuck's he talking about now? Because I've not got it in the notes. But yeah, Um, Jenka Jesse. I don't know much about him to be honest. Obviously, I saw him in the Facebook, and he was he was in Superbad as well, wasn't he? He was in Superbad. He was in a film as a. Kind of superhero guy. Oh, was it Kickass? No, it wasn't Kickass. That was another no. guy. It was in that. What was it? It was like, I see if you can oh, find it. It was yeah, like I'm just looking up his IMDb. A, it was like a highly stylized movie. Yeah, like, it was just in yellow, I think, if I remember right. Um, but yeah, he was in that as well. Um, was it kind of? He was in Zombieland. Is that the one you're thinking of? No, Zombieland's with. That's actually not bad with uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he's in that. Um, what else was he in? I'm just on his IMDb just now. Um, there's a lot of rubbish, really. Uh, Adventureland, Zombieland, um, Social Network, 30 Minutes or Less, I remember that. Maybe I'm getting mixed up with some art, can't, I can't uh, Yeah, I don't it. see a superhero movie that he was in. Um, somebody's listening, they might know what we're talking about. He, was, he, was an unc- he played the uncredited... The uh, role of Lex Luthor in the Justice League film. Do you think oh, he really? just did the voice or something, probably? No, but he was... He, um, he, no, it says on credit there, but he was in... I, he was? Oh, then he came... Wait, so the, the, original Justice, the original Justice League in 2017, right. he was uncredited. And then he came back and was actually in the Zack Snyder version in 2021. Right, okay. Um, but, yeah. This isn't great content, me scrolling through IMDb. Fuck it, I'm probably getting mixed up with somebody else. Anyway... Fuck it. Um, move on to a guy that you do like. You want to take this guy away. Um. Hello, friends. Colin here. The looks, the charm, and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee haw, other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows ad free and lots of bonus content. KP. So yeah, one of one of the the men that kind of got us into into podcasting, I think, Carl Pilkington, um, his shows with Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant and uh, the Early Russell Brand podcast were really the ones that got me on this medium in the first place. Um, Carl Pilkington was basically a producer uh, on Radio X uh, when or XFM as it was at the time when in between season one and season two of The Office, uh, Ricky and Steve were doing a Saturday morning radio show. And uh, they realised that this guy was had more about him than just a producer because he was mental. He was daft. He was a bit of a crank. And they started letting him on the air. They started involving him in it. 
and he became a massive deal jack he became not bigger than Ricky Gervais, but he arguably became far bigger than he should have been. He ended up with his own shows on Sky. He ended up with his own books. He's 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 not an engineer anymore. Um, he's he's famous for being Carl Pilkington now. Yeah. But there was a lot of stories around it at the time, wasn't there, that he was a character and he wasn't real. Um, I think there probably there probably was moments of exaggeration at some points in it. But I do think on the whole he's, he is genuine and he was just a genuinely easygoing, kind of happily quite basic guy, if you know what I mean by that. I, I do I, I don't think he's some masterpiece by Ricky Gervais to create a whole new person. I think he is just a guy that made the most of his five minutes of fame and maybe did egg it up a little bit, but on the whole was pretty genuine. Yeah, I think so. Like there have been some all his claims have been debunked and he's actually come out and admitted it himself, like the one where he said his brother get chipped at the army for uh, taking a tank to get a pack of fags. Right. I think the story is his brother got caught with drugs, basically. His brother was in a prison. Um, I don't think right. his brother was like, like a proper top bloke, you know. I think he had his issues. Um, and I think You the, can see that, why you would cover that up and make a story around it, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, instead of just saying he was... I think, I say only marijuana, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, it's not like yeah. it's fucking full of cocaine or whatever. So um, they kind of used that as a capital, as a, as a capital, as a, as a sort of cover story. But he used to always talk about like stuff like the guy next door having a horse or the guy around the corner having a monkey. <laughs> and you always kind of thought, no, wait a minute, he's full of nonsense. But I actually found a story the other day that Manchester was and still is the illegal monkey capital of the UK. So there might have been monkeys kicking about when he was young, if, if he stayed in that sort of like an estate stuff like that, people were just bonkers. Yeah. Then maybe he's maybe he's done all right. Yeah, you know, um, it could have been the, the horse thing. I always sort of agreed with and believed because this is really weird that it's come up twice in the one pod. But that cousin that I was talking to you about, the second cousin, she was based mm-hmm. out in Sheffield and she had a horse. And every now and then, the horse would end up in my aunt's back garden. Um, they would just take it out and, and it would end up in the back garden. It used to do my uncle's head in because it basically ruined the garden every time it trotted through it. So okay, I always had memories of this horse but in a house. Not in a house, but in a garden at a house. So his was really just one step up from that. Um, there was always, like, I think he was, he was a bit like us, Carl Pilkinson, wasn't he? In that I think he was a big fan of headlines, but not reading the rest of the story. I think so. Yeah, that that was his main thing. Was he would read the headlines, especially with monkey news and stuff like that. Like, like he would read that and then he would just extrapolate from that. And Ricky Gervais would just take the absolute piss out of him because he was. I think he genuinely thought that monkeys were like moving into people's houses and stealing guys' <laughs> girlfriends and stuff like that. Like, um, it was the it was the banana dispenser on the rocket ship. Yeah, that that's was the one, the one yeah. that just makes me cry. Um, if the the, the the monkey was in the rocket ship, going into space. And he had to bring the rocket back down, and every time he pressed the right button, a, a banana dispenser came up. <laughs> that was very nice. He done the poetry as well, man. And like he, the, the the one that always got me was short and sweet. Um, it would be spiteful to put jellyfish in a trifle. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's actually good. pretty good, actually. You know, and then he was like, I don't think I've seen this Black Mirror, but you remember he, he would go on about how he wished that he could make his doctor feel how he felt. Yes. Like, so if you're going to the doctor, get put in a machine and the doctor would say, oh, your liver's a bit swollen or whatever. And I kind of got that at the time. And I was like, right, okay, I can understand where he's coming from. And then the other one was um, when he came up with the, the film idea for Clive. It wasn't Clive Owen. What was it? What was it called? Um, 
You get his name wrong anyway, but the the and it was planting a consciousness into somebody else's mind. Yes, uh, so that when they die, you can you can put their into somebody else and stuff like that, wasn't it? And still talk to them and things. Yes. Now Charlie Brooker, it's a Black Mirror story or episode. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've got it. I've not went back to Black Mirror in a couple of weeks. But about a doctor who can feel the pain of his patients and creates an implant that he can put the consciousness of into another brain. Does that ring a bell to you, that Black is that Mirror not, Is that not two different episodes? I think that's two different episodes. It may be two different episodes then. Um, but, um, the, the implant one is the, the, the brain. You're not seeing the, the girl who gets the boyfriend that's a, a robot that lives up in the, lives up in the loft? Oh yes, I have seen that one. Yes, yeah. Grown, so that's like, that one. Throws him in a in the bath. Basically. Yeah, and it's so sad at the end because she just puts up in the loft and shuts the door. Aye, the, the dog um, was up and sees him, but right at the end, because yeah. you actually think he's about to jump off the cliff. Yes. And you um, think, so that's where that one comes from. Right. Okay. So uh, it's true, but it's true. That's true. Back. So that's there's some new episodes which I'm very excited about. I need to be in the mood for it, man. Like I says, I know I will go back to it 100. Uh, percent You've got some Cal Bilton clips to play, haven't you? Oh, yeah, totally forgot about the clips one. Uh, yeah, just play them, man. I forget what they are, to be perfectly yeah, honest with you. Yeah, we've got one. I'll give you, I'll, there's one called China, one called Carnival, and one called Camel. Let's just play, play them. them all, man. This camel's knackered. Keeps stopping every 10 minutes. Then it back. That's a good camel. <laughs> It's just sort of moaning, isn't it? Yeah, uh... <laughs> that was all weird, though, wasn't it? It was like a breakdown, a proper breakdown in the desert. They turn up, stick it on the back. Now it's knackered, it's going to cost you. But to be honest, it's a bit of luck, that, because I've had enough. I'm up to here with this. <laughs> Camels have been around for years. The ships of the desert. That's what they're known as. We've ended up with Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do carnival. Oh. You know the carnival's going to be on when you're there. Okay, isn't he? Is does that is is do you do you feel like you have to be part of that to enjoy it? And then China. That's a good one you put. <laughs> I thought I'd seen the Great Wall of China, which, being honest with you, it's, it's not the Great Wall. It's it's an all right wall. It's the all right wall of China. It's in that episode he's on it and he's reading about it and it's all been rebuilt and stuff like that and repurposed over the last couple of years and he's just like it's not it's not an old wall these bricks are like thick yeah. it's a new wall yeah there's but, a one of, one of my favourite um, Carl Pilkington clips is if you go on YouTube and you just type in Richard Bacon Carl Pilkington right. and it's it's, it's Richard Bacon's old um, BBC Five Live radio show and he's got Ricky Gervais on as his guest that day and Carl oh. phones up Right. right, and Carol goes on a rant live on the radio to Ricky about where his money is because he doesn't understand why he's done the Sky show and it's been out for a year and he's still not got his money yet and Ricky does like a business to lesson with him on air right? but Carol obviously listens to Radio 5 right? and they start playing the music to see the news is about to start to kind of <laughs> drone them out and he just goes alright and now the news <laughs> it's so stupid but it's hilarious and Ricky starts pissing himself Richard Bacon does it's just such a good clip he moans for a solid five minutes about how he's not been paid yet he keeps getting told the money is in a pot 
why isn't why is why is it in a pot? Why is it not him? Then he talks about how he's got he's tailors in his house just now doing his tiling, and he can't he can't not pay them. He can't just say to them, "Sorry, it's in the pot." <laughs> <laughs> You'd want really the money, which is fair enough, man. Yeah. Um, aye. So Carol Pilkington, um, he's he's never off a sky consistently on repeat. He's Carol Pilkington's moaning of life. Um, so he did a he 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 did he did that series where him and the wee the wee fella Warwick yeah. um, Warwick Davis went away. <laughs> Some of the ways he spoke to him was amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable, man. Yeah. <laughs> he said to him, Warwick Davis said he didn't want to do something in case um, because it was too busy, and he did it, and all the crowds were like coming up to him and talking to him, and um, Warwick Davis said, "I can't believe how popular I'm over here. They were in like, Vietnam or somewhere like that. It must be because of Star Wars." And Carl Bilton goes. Is it fuck? You had a stupid bear head on in that. Nobody knew who you were. <laughs> and he takes him to the wee uh, dwarf village. Yeah. It's fucking, it's so hard to watch, man, because he's like, oh, look at the wee houses. He's properly taking the picture out of them, man. Um, aye, so that's Carol Palkington. Good stuff. Um, can, can you just play this clip first? Um, yeah, who is it? It's only like... Three seconds long, Cheryl Cole. You're sometimes pretend. Is that it? Yes. You're sometimes pretend. <laughs> okay. It's just her falling, man. That's. Oh, um, right, okay. It's hard. Um, obviously, you don't see the video, but a face. Um, play it again one more time. Maybe face contorts. You're sometimes protect- oh, I hear it. I can hear it now. Yeah. Can you okay. hear it? Right, okay. Yeah, I heard it that time that I was listening for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this might surprise you. I don't like Cheryl Cole. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of her myself. Um, she's a bit of a boot. She battled that last in the toilet and she was being accused of being racist. But she was. Like, who, who she argued with over the years? She's fucking Heather Mills. She's you don't get any legs. Yeah. Um, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I don't know about that argument. Pete Doherty, like he's a fucking. Have you seen him recently? Yeah, he's put on loads of weight, and now he's he's replaced his he's replaced his um, heroin habit with a cheese habit. Yeah, cheese is into lives in, lives in France, and um, he's doing well. I've, I just read his book actually. He's just put out a biography, and it's very good. Right, okay, no, good for him. He's happy drunk and stuff like that. That's good. I'm not like a fan of his music or anything like that, but yeah, you don't I was obsessed with him for a while. Yeah, I was obsessed with I him as well. I can kind of imagine that, man. Um, she's arguing with the All Saints. Danny Minogue, yes. I wonder if that was a talent show thing. You yeah, said yes there about the All You said yes there about the All Saints as if you knew the story. It's, it, was, yes. it, was the, it was the Blatt sisters, Mel and Nicole. No, Appleton sisters, Mel, um, Who cares, Nicole right? and Lisa Appleton, or whatever her name was. They had a big thing. Right. Um, Tasha Beddingfield, Ricky yeah. Wilson from the Kaiser Chiefs. Um, Ditto. Is that that, that chub, chubby lassie? Aye, she's that singer that's got black hair and Aye. used to go to the used to used to go to the cat house of in Glasgow. Right, she would have definitely Charlotte Church and Lily Allen. Who do you prefer, a Lily Allen and Cheryl Cole? Because I've got the feeling that you can't stand either of them. I don't like Lily Allen. I don't really don't like Lily Allen. I am. Um, I I could probably go for a pint with Lily Allen before I'd go for a pint with Cheryl Cole. Um, I thought you were going to say Charlotte Church, and I really, really like Charlotte Church, so it'd have been an no, easy one. No, no, that would have um, been an easy one for you, but I knew that that would have been an easy one for you, but I knew. Yeah, she homeschools her like kids. Well. Who does? Charlotte Church. What, just completely? All the time? Completely homeschools them, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, 
this next one, I don't know what really want to speak about this guy, but this is just. Can we just stay on Cheryl Cole for a second? Yeah, on your go, mate. Yeah, 100%. she's she's also a bit of a pedophile. Well, because she ended up, up she ended up going out with and marrying and having a baby with this fella from One Direction, who she flirted with on TV when he was auditioning, and she was a judge, and he was like fifteen at the time, and she's like winking at him and all that, um, and. She obviously planted a wee seed at that point. Like Liam Liam Payne, his name is. Aye, uh, Liam um, Payne, I think it is, right. And, um, is he the guy that's went full Alan Partridge yeah, recently? Yeah, he's a yeah. fucking asshole of a he's boy. He's an idiot, man. Yeah. He's an idiot. Um, if, you don't put, if you don't take your hands off me, you will lose them. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it, eh? Yeah, they had a baby and then fell out and stuff like that. But yeah, she definitely pedoed him because he was only 15 at the time and she was like in her 20s. Yeah, okay, so she's a bit of a pedo. Um, she's she's not married to some other. She's married like four, three times now. Four times. She was married to Ashley Cole. Remember before he put phones up his bum. Well, that's it because her name's really Cheryl Cole, but her name just is it Cheryl? It's like Cheryl Versace or something. Cheryl Tweedy. that's her real name. But like, she married some Italian guy. I mean, like at some point. Yeah, she married a dancer as well. At one point, a wee dancer fella. Um, and now some fashion guy. You're right. Yeah, I'm not sure what her full name is now. I think she just gets called Cheryl in it. Yeah, I actually think, um, see if you Google Cheryl Cole, yeah. she wants to be known as Cheryl. Um, it just comes up, Cheryl Brackett Singer, I think it's a Wikipedia entry. Is that right? Yeah, her other name would be Cheryl fernandez Versini. Yeah, so it's just Cheryl. Um, that's what she wants to be known as now, a single name idiot. She's always, she was always right, she, one of the lassies that probably was, like, always wanted to be a pop star and stuff like that. I think she was an advert when she was younger, British gas. And SCS, the, the furniture store, basically. So she was not destined for big things, but I don't know if she'd push your parents or whatever. I just wanted to be uh, set of attention. She's worth 40 million, by the way. Um, if you want. I don't know how accurate these are because remember, we done, obviously, we spoke to Stephen Pudman a few times. Um, yeah. I Googled his net worth for a laugh and it, mm-hmm. it came back that it was worth like. Fucking four million or something. That's like ah, he's not right. <laughs> mine, mine, I asked him on the pod, uh, but I don't know where they get their, I don't know where they get their facts from. But she's worth, she's worth a pretty penny anyway. The next two clips are just kind of self-explanatory, mate. Just to wrap it up, I don't really want to go into much detail. I just want you to play the clips because it's a little bit of nostalgia. Everybody knows that Charlie Nicholas is a banger and his patter is terrible. So most of you will have heard this one when he's arguing with Jeff Sterling. But it's so cringeworthy. I love it. They're looking the part, aren't they, Charlie? Oops, nearly. Oh, not right with that one, Jack. Ah, oh, fuck that. Sure right, we'll, we'll do that one, we'll come back to that one, right? They're looking the part, aren't they, Charlie? Yeah, they're still playing some nice football, Jeff. And I'll tell you another thing, is that they're defending really well from set pieces. Uh, Pennant's just whipped in a beautiful free kick, and it's one of those that the keeper can't come for the traffic. Six yards out, and who's there? Taylor Fletcher back giving a hand to Cathcart, who's been outstanding so far. From that, they went in a counter-attack. DJ Campbell just slightly offside. He should have timed his run, and certainly he was in and goal. Offside given against him. Just before that... You should have gone to Specsavers, Charlie, because I'll tell you what, he's not offside. Well, He's absolutely bang in line, not offside. Well, maybe you should go also then, Jeff, because uh, you couldn't see driving home the other night because you you don't even wear your glasses and 
in uh, TV in case you get you get slagged off. So you just uh, you just stick to spec savers and I'll do the game. I tell you what, I look very educated in my specs. I'll wear them for you one week. I promise. <laughs> just, oh, the ramblings of a man that doesn't know what to say. It's just pathetic. Absolutely. He's, he's, he started with what he thought was. They're looking the part, aren't they, Charlie? Oh. Yeah, they're still playing <laughs> some nice <laughs> football, Jeff. Fucking hell, get that off. I, I, I've got a really quick story about Charlie Nicholas that I'll share. I probably shouldn't share this, right? But I will, right? He's, he's I, know, I know somebody who was an invigilator in exams, right? Okay. And one of Charlie Nicholas's children <laughs> was in the exam, right? right. And they had, let's just say, they had a lot in common with their father, right? Right, okay. And this person said, that this child said to the vigilator that I know, um, you'll know my dad, he's on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the vigilator was like, oh, well, all right, who is it? Charlie Nicholas. <laughs> he's oh, on Soccer Saturday. <clears throat> um, but I, um, a clown like his children. Okay. Middle-aged man, a dime daring. You, you've just got to look yeah. at them fucking edgeways and keep an eye on them. This when you finish recording, I'll tell you who that was, right? Yeah, <laughs> please. I you can't put that out there, man. And can't be bothered putting beeps in later, editing stuff. So it's Charlie Nicholas. This guy's. I just put in bad rap. Okay, let's have a listen. I, I honestly don't think we need to say anything. Just let this play. Yeah. Out, is it? Oh fuck! I just want to say. Goodbye. Goodbye to the people who hated on me. <laughs> Goodbye to the people who loved me. Goodbye to the people who trusted Just me. me. Goodbye. Goodbye to everybody. Goodbye to the people who hated on me. Goodbye to the people who loved me. Goodbye to the people who trusted me. Goodbye. Goodbye to everybody. Now. I need some changes in my life Now I need to move on in life Now it's time to say goodbye Goodbye, goodbye to everybody Goodbye to the people who hated on me Goodbye to the people who loved me Goodbye to the people who trusted me Goodbye, goodbye to everybody Goodbye to the people who hated on me Goodbye to the people who loved me. Goodbye to the people who loved me. Right, that's plenty of that. Oh, um, I'm just going to let that play to the end and then turn the podcast off, man, to be oh, perfectly right, okay. honest with you. But hey, yeah, that's just bad rapper. Damn, get it off. <laughs> <laughs> you made that I definitely decision. I've seen that before. I've definitely seen that before. Aye, um, it's, um, it's, it's terrible. But that's it is terrible. There's, there's, there's a thing about TikTok and YouTube which has made it far too easy for people that shouldn't have a voice to have one um i think this has been out about for years this one this is like an old an old video from youtube yeah. i don't think it's way before tiktok or vine or anything like that i think it's just a very early like how long's youtube been about it's probably one of the probably from the first couple of years of youtube i'd imagine but that's bad yeah. I'm, I'm on a tiktok now which i'm, I'm ashamed to see I've, I've i'm now a tiktoker well um, Heart and Hand, or yeah, saying? because of Heart and Hand, I've right, got okay. one now, that and I've had sense, clips right. and stuff on that. Um, to great delight in telling my um, 19 year old daughter that I'm now on TikTok because she was absolutely horrified, disgusted, ashamed, frightened, everything. So I quite enjoyed that. But Jack, what I also enjoyed was this show and uh, the <laughs> clips that you picked out, especially Cheryl Cole farting. 
So thank you for doing really this together. To that one. I, mate, it's um I said if you get thirty minutes out of this I'd be surprised. So we we just about managed that just over. So I that'll do it, man. Um go to David Cox Butchers <laughs> and use the code because I know somebody ordered stuff to Scarborough the other day. So they do deliver UK wide. I don't think the code works UK wide, but if you stay further afield and you want some tasty meat then you can get a delivery and if you mention them just say that we sent you that would be great so yeah yep. use that code wtm free del um try out the burgers try out the sausages and try out the steaks i got a delivery of those three things towards the end of last week i uh, had a bar- barbecue towards the end of the good week weather that we had and right. it just went down a treat honestly it was tremendous it is yeah. good stuff and i say that as i always do as someone that used him before he was a sponsor and will continue to use him after he was a sponsor because it is just good shit. Yeah, people have turned off by now, so bye. Bye!